0: welcome to the roberta style lee inspirational women series a place for women from around the globe to share their inspiring stories discover what makes them tick what makes them vulnerable how they deal with the good times and the bad and what keeps them happy healthy confident and sane get ready to be inspired here's your host roberta lee This is episode 25 on the Roberta Sauli podcast. Today, I'm very excited to welcome Sean Conway onto the show. Sean is a marketing consultant and the founder of Ethical Hour, which is an online network dedicated to empowering people to live and work more ethically. Because this is an area that I'm incredibly passionate about, I'm really excited to actually have Sean come onto the show and share a little bit more about her journey. So, hi, Sean. Hi, Roberta. Thank you so much for
1: having me. I'm really pleased to be here.
0: Oh, you're absolutely welcome. And it's been a, it's been quite a journey to try to find a, a time <laughs> to get you here. So I feel very honoured and privileged. So thank <laughs> you. <laughs> welcome, uh, Sean. Could you give our listeners a, a slightly more detailed introduction? Uh, just uh, let everybody know, um, you know, what it is you currently do and where you're located.
1: Yeah, sure. So I'm based just outside of Birmingham in the UK. And I started Ethical Hour in June 2016, because basically, I just realized I wanted to live a bit more ethically and more sustainably. And I was starting to find out more about what that meant. But to be honest, I was struggling to really find anybody that kind of shared those values and wanted to kind of help along the way. So I was working in marketing and uh, Obviously, when you work in marketing, you're on social media all the time. So I thought there must be a community that um, can help with this. So I turned to social media and there wasn't really. So um, it wasn't ever meant to be a business. It didn't ever start out that way. There was no business plan. It was literally just me reaching out to people saying, Can I talk to you about this? Can you give me some advice? Um, and maybe we can help each other. And it grew from there. So we have a weekly Twitter chat, which is where it all started. Um, and we come together under the hashtag ethical hour um, on a Monday night at 8pm. We talk about all sorts of different issues to do with ethical living and sustainability and running an ethical business because what I realised quite quickly was that a lot of the people were running these businesses and were looking for marketing support. So that's how I started lending a hand in that aspect because that's my area of expertise and it's just really growing. We've got thousands of members worldwide now and I've turned it into a business and left my job.
0: Yeah, great. So, I mean, you're doing a, a fantastic job. So, um, really? well well done on all of that. I mean, absolutely love the Ethical Hour. So, Sean, um I'm just interested to sort of dig a little bit deeper in your personal story. So, what was it that sort of triggered you to want to explore ethical living a bit more? Because um, it's not the most normal thing to do to just wake up one day and go hey i'm gonna live a bit more ethical so what was it that sort of prompted you on this this journey yeah
1: that's true so i guess i kind of have always been interested in it and it's really funny because i was actually recently my mum has moved out of the house that i grew up in so obviously I had to go home and sort out all the stuff that i'd just hidden away and hoped <laughs> i would never have to move and uh, i found a drawing that i'd done when i was must have been about seven. And it was all the different ways that you can help protect the ozone layer. So I think I've actually been probably quite ethical and sustainable conscious for a lot longer than I Mm realise. And um, when I was at university, I was actually involved in setting up the Ethical Fashion Society. But that was pre-Rana Plaza Collapse. So it's a lot more about the Say No to Sweatshops campaign rather than Fashion Revolution. Mm-hmm. Um, but we did a lot of campaigning and a lot of activism on campus around that. So it kind of it has always been there and I have always been interested in it. But I guess I was just in that state that many of us get into of kind of I like to call it ostrich syndrome. You know that what you're doing isn't mm-hmm. the best. You should be doing more, but you just kind of bury your head in the sand because you don't want to research it. And you do, you're feeling a bit overwhelmed. Um But then I'd done quite a bit of traveling. And I think when you travel um, to certain areas, so I've been to Cambodia and I've done quite a bit of traveling in Africa and you really start to realize actually the impact that our actions are having both on the environment and on people. And I think you just get to a point where you can't ignore it anymore. And I was just starting to feel like I can't keep ignoring this. I'm being called to it. It's something that I need to do and I need to learn more about it. So I jumped on in and that's where it started.
0: Oh wow. Yeah. Um I think that's that's amazing that you uh you found that picture. Have you shared that on Instagram or anything? Um I think I shared it on Twitter. I haven't put it on Instagram. Oh, okay. Well that's that would be great to check that one out. I'm really yeah. interested.
1: <laughs> it's so funny, and um, um, so I did an art degree. So it's really embarrassing looking at it because you would not think that six or seven year old me was destined to do an art degree.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's amazing. So, so Shan, this this journey it is rather unique that you've um, you've had this interest and it's been something you've been involved in before. It was a, a bit of a niche. I think what I'd really love to understand is um, the actual journey you've been on and if there have been any specific situations you can share with us that have been challenging and and how have you dealt with those?
1: Yeah, there's probably quite a few because I think it's not the easiest path to go down, is it? Deciding that you're going to kind of overhaul your lifestyle. And the area that I started with was fashion. Um, because obviously I had that interest in in starting the ethical fashion society and somewhere along the way I kind of lost it and I just realized that I'd sailed through my early 20s spending all my money on clothes in (laughs) not expensive clothes in the the cheap high street shops but I was full to the brim of clothes and I was living on my own in this little flat and there were just clothes everywhere there were things that I'd never even worn with Mm. tags and, you know, the standard horror story. Basically. Oh yeah,
0: that well, that was me too. I can totally relate. <laughs> yeah, and it was just, you know, if you'd
1: had a hard day at work, you would just pop to the shops on your lunch break and oh, pick up gosh. a cute dress yeah. and like literally retail therapy. Yes, so oh God. Mm-hmm. all the stereotypes around that, that was me. <laughs> yeah. Oh God, I totally can relate, yeah. I feel dreadful
0: for it now, by the way, yeah. but... <laughs>
1: that's it but at the time I even felt guilty about it because I was aware of kind of sweatshops and conditions and things but you know, it is when you start looking into it and you watch the true cost movie and you start researching, you start talking to people who are doing it differently. And you realize that actually this is not good and it's not a sustainable habit. And then you get onto the environment side and, and you just think this is a really, really bad habit for my wallet, for other people and for the environment. So it's got to stop. So that's where I really started. And for me it was learning more about what my style is rather than just being stuck in this what's new in trend what's new this week what is on the racks at new look or h&m i've got to wear but actually what do i want my clothes to say about me and just shopping a bit more mindfully and then i think once you start in one area it then spreads so the next for me again animal testing was something that when I was younger I was really aware of and I did a lot of campaigning against but I'd kind of just slipped into just buying the brands that I knew I liked and not really looking into whether they were testing or not so then I started with my beauty regime and my bathroom and it's just grown from there but I think the challenge is is not getting overwhelmed and for me I get I do get overwhelmed still now by it because at the moment, the big thing is obviously plastic. It's all over the news. And you start looking around and you think, yeah, I'm just consuming so much plastic. And how do I start? How do I avoid it? And that, I think, was the biggest challenge. And that's where really the ethos of Ethical Hour came about. And our ethos is very, very much small steps, doing what you can with what you have where you are, And one issue at a time, small steps and no guilt is the really big thing because I think when you start getting into the mindset of guilt and when you start getting into the mindset of blame and all of those kind of negative emotions, that's when you go into your fight, flight or freeze and that's when you just become the ethical ostrich and you just go head in the sand, I'll go buy another cute dress and it'll make me feel better. So it's kind of making that shift as much as possible and I did it for myself obviously at the beginning but I'm still doing it every day and I think that's what ethical living is it's just every day trying to do what you can to make the world a bit of a better place
0: mm-hmm. yeah I, I totally agree and, and on so many points that you just covered off then as you know <laughs> with, the, with the styling thing and knowing your style I think that's so important because until you you really know who you are it's really hard to know what to buy so thank you for raising that point because it really reinforces one of the messages I've been subtly <laughs> sharing across my my group so I think it's really important.
1: Yeah, I agree. And I think knowing your values and what you stand for and, and it is that whole thing of be the change you want to see in the world, you have to start by knowing what that change is. And it's different for everybody. We all have different ethical priorities and different things, but your style and your mindset and everything comes from that core. Actually, what is the change that you want to see and want to be part of creating?
0: Yeah, definitely. So look, we've just kind of touched on the fact that it can be challenging and it is small steps, but we all wake up and we all face that terrible day like where it's so tough that you just you just don't want to get out of bed and then, you know, it just literally just even taking the covers off of bed and stepping out is is a real undertaking so what do you do like where do you draw your kind of courage and motivation from on days like that when everything feels impossible and you feel totally overwhelmed
1: I can so relate I am the worst person at mornings ever I just <laughs> I'm absolutely awful at getting out of bed um, and I have a really comfortable bed but it's like every <laughs> <funny>, morning it's torture <laughs> um, yeah but I mean there's the struggle of getting out of bed because you're a bit tired you want 10 more minutes and then actually the days when you're really overwhelmed and there's a lot going on and I think it's really important to kind of tune into that and actually when you are feeling overwhelmed make sure that you get the kind of self-care in there to to adjust it I think my motivation really comes from that um, values mindset and that change that we were talking about Mm. so I realized I was in very corporate companies um, before and doing their marketing and it is all about the bottom line of profit. And I just realized that actually that doesn't drive me and you can jazz that up any way you want, but actually the impact isn't there. And I was starting to connect with all these people that were making this amazing impact. Um, and I just thought, you know, that's the way to go. That's what really drives me. And I love to work with purpose-driven brands. I love to hear about the impact they're making. And I also love to see the impact that my work has on their business, because I feel that then like I'm a part of that impact. Mm-hmm. And for me, I've realized that it's the light bulb moment. So when I'm sat with somebody and I'm talking to them about how they can communicate better and how they can promote their brand and how they can connect with people over their values and their message to to make this happen and maximize their impact and you just see them have that little light bulb moment of oh I get it that's what I'm going to do that's what I'm going to take forward that for me is the real motivator and then I think it's just focusing on that and thinking small steps every day, isn't it? If you're feeling overwhelmed, you've just kind of got to power through it and get down to it and think, what am I going to achieve today? Just one thing that I'm going to achieve that's going to get me through this.
0: Yeah, definitely, definitely. So you've been on this journey. We're in 2018 now. That's a you know good old two years. So what inspires you today to be the best you can be? Because obviously on that journey, you've obviously learned a lot. And I think the ethical journey is probably one of the most unique because there are so many twists and turns and it's all values based. It can present, you know, lots of different challenges like you decide you're going to be one thing one day and then you learn something the next day and you think oh gosh that's equally as important so what's your focus like and what's inspiring you to be the best you can be at the moment
1: I think the thing now is definitely the community. And I think what's really, really inspiring me at the moment is that this seems to be going much more mainstream. People seem to be talking about it a lot more and people seem to be waking up and going on that journey for themselves, Um, especially with the plastics, but with a lot of other things as well, you know, fashion revolutions coming up. And I think Mm -hmm. that's going to be massive this year, really do. And I just think it's just businesses are starting to adopt this into the heart of what they do and it's not just kind of a sticking plaster of corporate social responsibility to tick a box anymore it is becoming the heart of what they're doing and i think being part of that is amazing and really exciting but the fact that this community has grown so much i mean if you'd have said to me when I did the first Ethical Hour and I was just sat there with my cup of tea thinking no one's going to show up and tweet with this hashtag and nothing's going to happen and then actually it did really take off and some really big brands got involved very early on and we had Divine Chocolate and Oxfam Fashion and people just really adopt it from early on and it's just grown. and now obviously every day I'm in that community on Facebook and on Twitter and I'm seeing what people are doing and I'm hearing from them and we're coming up with some amazing collaborations and I think collaborative work in this sector is definitely key I think you can't do it all on your own you can't tackle every issue and also you're limited to how many hours in a day you have but what is amazing in this community is that everybody obviously wants to make money and wants to live and has bills to pay but they see the bigger picture as well and it's about that triple bottom line of people planet profit and we're all saying you know we've got a higher purpose here so let's work together to achieve it and it can work for everybody and that's incredible
0: yeah definitely I totally agree. So that, um, Sean, you are incredibly busy. How are you taking care of yourself? And you spoke about your health. So I'm interested, like, how do you get that balance? Because you know, there there is no wealth without your health. So, what are you doing to to manage all of that? I mean, especially, I mean, as you said, you're you're all over social media. Um, I'm just wondering, do you have any daily rituals that sort of help you keep the balance and stay on top of work, personal life, health, well-being? Really interested?
1: Yeah, I think I had a bit of a wake up call, to be honest with you, um, last summer, which is when I left my job and... um, I was struggling really badly with anxiety and I had severe panic disorder. So I was having daily panic attacks and um, just really, really not in a good place. And I wasn't taking good care of myself. And I was really scared, to be honest, about what was happening in my brain because I'd never experienced anxiety before. And it is horrendous. Mm -hmm. It's really debilitating. And that had come from a few different places. I think it had come from the fact that um, I suffered a bereavement at the beginning of the year that really shocked me. Um, and so I was kind of processing that loss but also not processing it because I just threw myself back into work. Okay. I was working nine to five in a corporate job so obviously it's never just nine to five. It's it's always longer <laughs> hours than that um, and quite a stressful job. I was managing a team of people and um, I was head of marketing so it was a stressful job and also then I was coming and doing my five to nine as they call it of running ethical hour and that was really taking off and then I was finding that actually what I was loving the most was doing ethical an hour and I was really feeling like I found my purpose with that but I was frustrated because it wasn't what I was doing all day every day and I was going through that how do I turn this into um, a job and you know all of these things going on all of these things being thrown at you and I was just on my phone constantly I was working constantly and just not having any downtime and just reach breaking point really and just burn out and I that's when I was Something needs to change. I need to get back on track. I need to get healthy. So now I'm a lot more tuned into actually um, how do I prevent that? And also when I'm at risk of that, what do I do? So um, probably in terms of daily routines, I mean, I've given up caffeine and that's been one of the biggest things for anxiety. It's just been so impactful it's really really helped and the importance of sleep I think having a good sleep routine is something that I've really started prioritizing so making sure that I get enough hours to the sleep understanding what my body needs in terms of sleep and you know if you get exhausted and you need to sleep whether it's the middle of the day or whenever it is you've just got to do it because actually that's when your brain subconsciously processes A lot of things so you you really got to prioritize that because that's when your brain heals itself and I've really got into learning about mindset and I've I've done some cognitive behavioral therapy and neuro-linguistic programming and stuff and I think although I came to that from a place of something in my brain is broken and I need to fix it it's actually now teaching me so much about how I can unlock my potential and how I can sort of be more productive and be more in tune with my body and things so that's amazing and I'd really recommend anybody that's looking at running their own venture or living in line with their values or whatever looking into some of these principles you know you don't have to go to a therapist to learn these principles there's so much online and so many resources but actually learning how to tune into your productivity is incredible.
0: Yeah definitely I think it's really important to not just share all the shiny bits and it's really easy to do that on Instagram because you know we can live such a filtered lifestyle and people from the outside looking in can sometimes forget that there's a human being with real emotions and 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 that is sort of struggling behind the scenes so I think it's really important to share that message and sort of thank you for being vulnerable and sort of revealing that about yourself really.
1: That's okay. I think it's really important too. And I think mental health is something that affects everybody. You know, if you have a brain and a body, you have mental health, just as you have physical health. Mm. And you have ups and downs. Sometimes the downs are worse, sometimes they're not. But I think we shouldn't feel afraid to talk about that. And there is a big stigma around it that isn't there with physical, everything in physical health, some things there is. But I think we need to be a lot more open. And it helps you to see through the glossy Instagram that sometimes Mm is it, you know contributes to that as well it makes that worse sometimes so I think yeah. for anybody who is struggling at any level just please look after yourself and seek that help and don't be afraid to reach out for it and talk about it because that's the only way we'll make any change and break down that stigma
0: yeah absolutely and, and I think that whilst social media has so many advantages social media does bring with it this um, idea of perfection which is you know unattainable so it's a hard sort of reality check sometimes to when you compare yourself and you see everything else And I think I've I've fallen sort of you know victim to doing that many times myself in the beginning Um, i constantly was comparing myself to other people online and everything they were doing you know it, it can it can really bring you down so I'm just wondering now coming towards the end I always like to wrap up with three tips and I'd like to know what would be your top three tips that you'd like to share with women that want to feel more confident in themselves and their ability to make a positive impact what would you what would you say were your top three tips good question
1: (laughs) so I think number one has to be start with why Mm -hmm. and obviously that is the title of a really good book so I'd recommend reading that as well I can't remember the author but um if you Google "start with why," you'll come across it. But that is the concept of "start with why." is basically tune into what is important to you, what your values are, and what change you want to make. And if you get that right, it will give you the focus that you need to make the changes elsewhere, and and just go for it. Um, number two would definitely be around what we've just been speaking about, and that is don't compare other people's shop front to the back end of your business or your life so not everything is as it seems on social media and just you know get in your lane and focus on what you're doing and don't worry about everybody else because if if you tune into your purpose and you pursue that you're going to get where you want to be and other people might be ahead of you other people might be behind you don't worry about it just focus on what you're doing um And then number three, I think, would be about community. And I think nobody can do all of this on their own. And there's definitely strength in numbers. So I think find your tribe, find your like-minded people that are going to support you. Um, And then you're not going to fall into that comparison trap because you're going to be supported by them and cared for by them. And you're all going to get there together. And that's the whole thing about collaboration over competition. We can't do it on our own. Let's all team up with the right people and the like-minded people and go for it.
0: Such wonderful tips! Thank you for sharing those. Uh, just, uh, just absolutely love the way that you think the the words that you use to communicate these issues and, and these tips. They're all fantastic. They completely resonate with me. I think we've um, we, we share a very similar language when it comes to to this kind of thing. So really thrilled that you have um, taken the time out of your schedule to come on to the show and share everything. But I do have one last question for you. I'm really interested to know what was the last ethical item that you purchased Sean. Ooh, good question.
1: <laughs> what was it? I'm really trying not to buy things, so it's hard to think what the last thing I purchased was. Oh. Um, oh, actually, no, I do know. I bought it's it's really boring. <laughs> but I bought some zero waste natural toothpaste so I switched to a bamboo toothbrush in a quest to kind of get rid of some avoidable plastic Mm -hmm. and uh, I've just I'm on my second batch of the toothpaste because I went through the first one but it's a little bit weird because it doesn't foam up like normal toothpaste does because it's all natural so it takes a little bit of getting used to but uh yeah ethical toothpaste (laughs) (laughs) okay great and what brand is that? It's called Truth the one
0: that I'm trying out. Okay, Truth Well, we're going to remember that. Thank you for sharing. Yes, it's so glamorous. Hey. <laughs> That's absolutely brilliant. Okay, so, Shan, before we finish up, could I just get you to um, let people know how they can connect with you and find out more?
1: Yes, absolutely. So, we are at Ethical Hour on all social media platforms, obviously, hashtag ethicalhour, and we're on ethicalhour.co.uk
0: amazing okay well sean thank you ever so much for coming onto the show sharing all of your enthusiasm and everything that you've learned so far it's been really wonderful listening
1: thank you for having me
0: ever got stuck and wondered what's my why or woken up one day and thought I have no style or I don't know what my passion is have you ever thought I'm stuck and I want to discover who I am or have you ever felt like I'm not clear on my values and feel like you can't contribute to the conversation then I've got some great news for you Roberta Style Lee is proud to present two new online courses, Discover My Why and Where My Values. This is a two-part course, both separate courses that you can decide to choose one or the other. They offer an inside-outside discovery process. If this sounds like something that might excite you, I invite you to find out more. Visit the website robertastylee.co.uk and see if you can find out your why and discover a way to wear your values. And this one is for all of those conscious fashion and lifestyle listeners out there. Did you know that the ethical brand directory www.ethicalbranddirectory.com is where ethics meets aesthetics? That's right. I've been working on creating a selection of beautiful brands to help you look good, feel good and do good so you can wear your values. Don't forget to check it out. Have a beautiful day.